Syndrome. I'm Ben Gilman. As always, I'm joined with someone who unfortunately has to work with me. Poor bastard. It's Tom Hill. Hey. I'm joined by somebody who used to work with me, Troy Salmon. What's up? Someone who hopes he never has to work with me outside of this podcast, Dan Rudge. That's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone who has visited my work state, my workplace before. Tara Chloe, our guest today. Hello. Hello. Hi. And someone that I've met for the first time today, and hopefully we work together in the future, Sammy Harris. Hi. How are all you guys doing? Are you okay there, Sammy? <laughs> Sammy's shell-shocked. <laughs> I know, we finally, behind the scenes curtain, we finally managed to get this podcast to start recording. It's been a nightmare. One hour. How long have we been trying? About half an hour. Yeah. So yeah how yeah. is everyone? Huh? <laughs> so I'm good. How is I it? Am, I'm, I'm grand. How are you, Ben? I'm very happy. Goodbye, Donald Trump. You will not be missed. I feel like, I feel like an American <laughs> this week. Finally, 2020 has done an Undertaker zombie sit-up like WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, a it was a really, really close vote. Biden only led by over four and a half million votes. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just hoping that we can do it next year with um, the other idiot, Boris Johnson. Uh, you know, really <laughs> no, he's, got another, he's got another four years for you. No, 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 no. Guys, 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 he's going to resign and let someone else take the heat. He's going to be the scapegoat after this, just like May was, just like Cameron was. That's what's going to happen. Is, He's going to be prime minister for the that. next election. Well, I've got the intelligence to lock them all in the Houses of Parliament and set fire to accidentally, like my idol, Guy Fawkes. <clears throat> anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, we would like to point out that Ben's views are not the views of all of Scotland. Yes, disclaimer, disclaimer, people, disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, some of us happen to like that bill. So... Ara and Sammy are our guests this week, and um, hopefully you guys enjoy the experience. Thank you very much for coming on. Tara is someone that me and Troy have known a very long time, and Sammy is someone who's been very close to Dan for a very, very long time. Yep. Yes. Me and Sammy are basically family, but not blood. As close as you can be. Yeah. Or incest. The views of Sammy Harris are not necessarily the views expressed by the Square A syndrome. Just how far we We wipe our hands of wrongings on this one every time. So... Move on quickly, Ben. Move on quickly. Ben, ben, come on. Let's go, Ben. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, um, I'm going first because last week I all got cut off because we were too busy arguing about Sherlock and I missed my window. <laughs> You know, we got into it. As Tom finally and me, after 33 episodes of building it up, we finally got into the Sherlock debate. It was a classic. So anyway, <laughs> this week I'm going first. So, you know, Tom goes after me because I think Tom felt rushed as well. And Dan and Troy can go to the back of the queue and we're going to put the, the, the guests in the middle so that they get a bit of time so they understand what we're doing. Lovely. Right. We're not arses on this podcast, I swear. Right. So to, this week, I wanted to talk about Xena and Hercules from the mid-90s. 
Okay. Well, Tara, what, what was that? Was that a good O or a bad O? Eh, I think it's a good O. I, I'll try oh, to recall okay. what I saw when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm with uh, you. I'm with okay. You. Yeah, yeah, like. So, do you, would you would like me to jog your memory? Um, a bit. I <laughs> I remember Zina. I remember Hercules. And were they wearing loincloth? Yes, yeah, and he's <laughs> going back to the bed. This guy obviously appeared in a bedroom poster on her wall. I'm, I'm ready for the. Go on, feel free to detail him for us. Okay, so you want me to detail their costumes, right? Yeah, <laughs> on, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, Tara. I'm ready. Go on. Okay, okay. Right. I think I think Hercules was good, right? Isn't that what men in ancient Greece wore? Yes, and Zena was the side character. Which they de- then developed into a full into its own series, which is more famous. Right. It did. A, it did. A, normally, the spin-off is never as famous as the original, but obviously, this one became the Buffy, and Hercules remained the angel of the two. Um, so, Xena is played by Lucy Lores, and Gabrielle is played by someone I can't remember her name. <laughs> Didn't I come prepared for this podcast? Renee O'Connor. Yeah. It's also had Tan, Ted Raimi, who's Joxa, who's um, the brother of Sam Raimi, Spider-Man. Director? Yep. Oh, yes. Yep. Obviously, Callisto and his um, Ares and Bruce Campbell is a regular recurring character. He's quite funny. And it's about I've just, re- I've just re-watched it this week. Um, I forgot how good it was with the different themes. I mean, obviously, Hercules is um, a god, um, and it's just basically both sides living through ancient Greece and having a lot of fun with it. I forgot. I knew Hercules was a bit ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it can be, yeah. It who's, who's it? It was um, so much I, fun I, to watch. I, I might <laughs> love it. Um, he was, his psychic was... Ilois, I might have butchered that. Michael Hurst. Uh, I don't know how you say his name. I'm not going to pronounce his names because I'm not very good at it. Um, but there was always that little bromance thing going on between Hercules and um, Ilois. Oh, you always well. yes. Yeah, they never hit that button. They definitely did with Xena and Gabriel by the end of the, the show's run. Infamously, the first. This is around the time Willow and uh, Willow and um, Tara, yeah, Tara did it in yeah. a Buffy. The first time you saw female same-sex relationships, gay relationships, represented very nicely, not to be laughed at. You know what I mean? Like not for comedy. Um, one thing I do remember is the amount of fun they had. Um, I've done a big deep rewatch of it in the last couple of months, and I forgot how broad the comedy is, and it can be dramatic. And it just can I, I just know can I just congratulate you on that segue as well, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I, I do I do want to mention is how much fun they have directly after talking about sex scenes. <laughs> the outfits are funny. Um, also, you can see how much fun they had in the. What I like is when I can see the outtakes on the DVDs as outtakes, and they just seem to be having an absolute ball, laughing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's just got really good comedy. It doesn't take itself too seriously. When it needs to be dramatic, it's some of the best storytelling going on. Um, 
But I just admire because I know everyone goes, "Oh, a girl passed out with Buffy," but I think Xena just got there before Buffy. And in my mind, the two are interlinked because you know they literally were like a year apart starting. Um, but Alien was even before that, wasn't it? Yeah, but in terms of TV shows, I mean, you had yeah. your alias, you had Alias turn up at the end of the, these two shows with yeah. uh, AJ Albums, and you started to see more females take stronger role models going forward. Obviously, you had Scully in X Files at the same time, so Xena, Buffy, Scully, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you had the the, the the show Charmed, you know, no, throw that in there. Right. <laughs> but ha- Hang on, yeah. we, we right. actually have Shut two. The greatest show of all time. So, there we go. Where do you no, think it not... begins for TV series? Where Where do you think that sort of it's being taken seriously? We're moving forwards from the more blinkered viewpoint of the leading person has to be the man and the female has to be the supporting in the TV shows and stuff like that. In the nineties, because if you, I was just about to say, if you think Farscape, that had a lot of strong female characters. Star Trek started. To put female captains as deeps, uh, yeah. what was her name? Uh, she was backing Picard. Um, Jane six, Schofield, is it? Six or nine? Six or nine? Seven or nine? The, seven the, the, yeah, half human. She's for me. I grew up in a time when women were started to get treated with respect in TV. So I would say mid nineties is where you started to see a lot of these type of shows, and obviously. As Troy was joking, charmed. Yeah, it's a shit show. Joking, but... not real, real. Yeah, but real because literally, you might think it's a shit show, but for a lot of girls growing up at that Trust point, me. that was show. literally wow. Powerful women, role models, examples, inspiration, motivation. Like for all that we want to shit on it. I mean, for that purpose, it was a great show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. it's a trap. That's the only good thing we're ever going to say about China. No, come right, on now. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Put that on a loop so you can hear that. <laughs> somehow, Charmed has come into every podcast somehow. Uh, it has to be. Come on, you know. It's like the party guests that steal that three o'clock drink in your vodka. It really does need to leave. <laughs> you can't wait. Next week. Okay, let's, 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 let's stay on track. Let's stay on track. Let's stay on track. Go on. Go on. Yes, on track. But yeah, but what are your guys' favourite moments? Because I'm just keeping it brief this week because this is all I want to talk about. It's just, what's your favourite part of the show? Like, can you think of any? Ooh, all I care about, Xena, um, Ares. So every time Ares comes on screen, my, my dude. That man had a beard. We need to talk about this man's charisma and his beard. That is a He's a legend. His <laughs> beard. Hey, that's what he's my inspiration, man. If you see my beard right now, trust me, inspired by him, man. Trust me. Mm. He's dead now, unfortunately, isn't he? The I know, I know, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith, not the uh, clerks guy, the other Kevin Smith. Um, unfortunately, he died of cancer, I think, about five years after the end of it, filming. When I heard that boy, I was like, I was shocked. I was like, damn. Mm. Boy. I mean, one of my favourites is um, Callisto, Hudson, uh, Hudson oh. Deck. Yeah. Um, she's just crazy. I mean, she's like, <laughs> she's she is Zena's faith to Buffy's, you know, yeah, like yeah. the crazy mirror image. Um, and they do, they they literally pull out the history of Greece and throwing all the mythical gods and creatures and 
I I I finally got to the end of season six and boy does Xena just get there's no punches pulled because you know other shows a female you wouldn't see her get punched by other people. Exactly. This show doesn't care about that. They're not afraid to show Xena getting knocked about and her kicking the seven shades back at them. I respect <laughs> that. Um, I mean, because how she dies, I mean, damn. She gets beheaded, son. What? She yeah, dies? Yeah, she gets beheaded. Oh, oh, no, no, ben, Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Uh, Are you boys? You've had 35 damn. years. How You've had 25 years to get that. Ben, ben just goes straight in for the... Uh, she died. Wow. <laughs> But please don't let that put you off watching the show. It's a fantastic journey. But, like, I just wanted to bring it up. I I just want to bring a thing in for the choice of weapon for Xena. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Chakram. Do it. Do it. Whenever you you say, what's your favourite bit of Xena, the immediate thought that popped into my head was just anything to do with the chakra. Come on, yes, there we go. The way they used that was absolutely phenomenal, and she was like Captain America with that thing, but better. It was a boomerang, right? It's a circular blade, which uh, she used and like bounced off things and the way she could yeah, it could act like a boomerang. It could act just as something that was cutting and bouncing and pummeling people into the ground. She could use it as a shield in her hand and did often. It was incredible. And also the war cry from Xena as well. Like the... I had to do it. Very Sounds like a pissed off Swiss yodeler, you know? Really angry. She's gonna come and kick your ass. Right, right. Do that again. The the sound effect. Like do that. Again. Oh, you want to do it again? You sound like you're about to start yeah, Mexican dead. Someone, someone sounds like that. I'm a fanboy. Give me a break. Leave it alone. Like Kirk is a bit more manly, and um, what does people? Hercules is the one I'm a bit more shaky on. I mean, Kevin Sobo is charisma personified, isn't he? Yeah, he's personified charisma. He's the boss. Definitely. I I loved the whole. I, I loved both of these because they were literally the. It was Saturday night. It was at my grandparents' house, and my granddad would watch them with me, and it was just fun. <laughs> it was just like you had. You, it was kind of it was the Doctor Who of its time. Yes, Doctor yes. Who wasn't here at that point, and yeah. it was what yeah. was filling that space, and it did it really well. Yeah, you reminded yeah. me of time with literally my, my parents every Sunday for, for us the Channel Five Sunday for, for me. Ooh. Hercules, Xena, back to back. Remember those days? Yeah, WCW, and a little bit of Xena to end your weekend. Yeah, that is. Right. <laughs> now I remember it was every Sunday night, right? Yes, there you go, Tari. Yeah, Sunday. There oh, we go. Okay. okay. Which year was it again? It was like 1998 or 1999. Yeah, yeah, not yet yeah. time, yeah. Right, it's only like, I was only six or seven if I'm not wrong. Yeah, always remember that time, always always remember it. Yeah. And I love, and I'm going to, because I'm leaning more on Xena because Hercules, I, I watched a bit and I enjoyed. But um, mm. with Xena, it was the epic intro, you know, mm. just boom, voice man, just building I it think- up. She's like, there's one bit where she looks like she's going to start a fight with 
uh, Obsidian, like the god from the water. You're like, she don't care. She's on the cliff top. He's gonna, she's gonna kick his ass. I love that. <laughs> I think I've got a way to describe Hercules. Wait, his shirt was yellow, right? Yeah, yellow shirt. A lot of the time, he does oh, uh, yeah, yellow and, shirt, but yeah. it's like really low cut. Yeah. And he looks dirty, like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, the way you describe him is as if he never bathed, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his hair is also very messy, so it's like, oh, uh, okay, never bathe. And his friend with him, you know, he has a sidekick, right? I yeah, think it's that's what he never bathed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh god! Hercules, Hercules yeah, the, 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 the original hair flip. <laughs> the twelfth trial of Hercules is take a bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really a very like that's literally a really like blunt way of describing how they used to look in the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm gonna end this with uh, Eddie Murphy's Hercules, 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 Hercules. <laughs> Where that's from, but it's from an Eddie Murphy movie. It's from Nutty Let's Professor. Nutty Professor. Let's just say, Ben, your, your pick ties into mine. Let's just say that for later on. Okay. Oh, good. I'm so <laughs> glad that. I think you know where I'm going with that. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Be rested. So there's okay. some foreshadowing. Think... Let's see what happens then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like, he never washed his hair. <laughs> No, it's so shiny. It's so shiny. You could do it with something like that. It wasn't shiny. Blank, I bet. Greasy sweat. Yeah, greasy slime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what boys of that age at that time aspired to be. The muscle bones, greasy sweat filled, dirty people. <laughs> the, way, the way the wind just hit his, hit his hair, and I was like, oh, I was like, damn, I wish I had hair like that. <laughs> He's to boys everywhere. He doesn't have a bath. That's my hero. Like, I would be like yeah, him. He was amazing. He'd be played by Henry Cavill. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah, there we go, yeah. yeah. Okay, but Henry Cavill looks like he babes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really sad. His hair never I mean, we did see Gerald bathing in The Witcher, right? So... Maybe. Just the one Enough for most people. All right. Well, t- keeping on track, we've been talking oh, okay. about this for a bit. Okay. So that's it. Go watch it on some services. I don't know Amazon Prime. There you go. So tell you Amazon Prime. I don't use Amazon Prime. I use Netflix. <laughs> nah, Netflix. Yeah. That's one to bring to the syndrome tower. You need to know where to get it. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Are you alive? Me? Is that me? Uh, yeah, Tom. just back. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Sorry. I feel like Randy Orton with all the voices in my head here. Right, so Tom. They come to me. Okay, right. um... Car beat right strike. <laughs> I would take six years to get to the ring because I could do it better than the dead man can. Oh, jeez. That's right. a well match. Who can get to the ring the quickest? Undertaker or Randy Orton? I don't know. Winners WWE. Well, Undertaker, Undertaker yeah. used to say longer if he thought it was going to be a bad match because he didn't rate his opponent. So Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you can go back and watch his longest entrance and go, okay, so he thought he was shit. Fair enough. Anyway, that's not the point. So, yeah. 
last week, as Ben said in the intro, we discussed Sherlock. And originally my plan was to compare it to another show that came out at a similar time that's of a very similar ilk that I'm going to talk about today. And it's the only thing I'm going to talk about today. It's a show called Elementary, Uh. which is an American take on the show. I know. Yeah, yeah. So have you guys seen this? Um, I've only seen one episode. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Ben? Um, I've... Well, I know I know it's got a British man in it, and I know it's got Lucy Lewis Holmes. That's all I know. Okay, <laughs> Troy, you seen any of this? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple episodes. I've seen a couple, but not all of it. Okay, Sammy. Sammy's still shell shot. Sammy's still shell shot. Dan. <laughs> uh, I think I've maybe seen one episode, but I know okay. of it quite well. Fair enough. So it's a very similar premise to the idea of Sherlock, but it's very, very different. And that's why it works, because literally it came it was it came about about a year after Sherlock came out and the producers of Sherlock had the right to tell them to sod off. They said, we'll let you make a pilot. And if we think it's too similar to what we're doing, we'll shut you down. And they agreed to that. And it's a very good show, actually, as. Ben said you've got Lucy Lou playing Dr. Joan Watson. Yeah. So they've they've updated it once again. Basically the idea is that Holmes has left London and moved permanently to New York to get away from his the fact that he's been in rehab, basically. And um and they play up a lot on him having the drug problem. But it's a very well done show. It's it touches and shows a lot of respect to its source material, whilst keeping it modern, keeping it interesting. By moving it to New York, you get to play with other characters whilst referencing the characters from the original home stories as being in London. So you've got freedom to play with it. Johnny Lee Miller is the British actor you're thinking of, Ben, and he is bloody brilliant. Essentially, he plays Holmes as autistic. Utterly, Utterly focused in on what he's doing, really difficult to kind of get along with, it is, it's a very, it's not kind of cliched, but you can see the autism thing in there. Especially if you work with autism, it's a very well done performance. It's never overdone, but it's really, really good. It also, it plays on the the fact that he, the Holmes does single stick fighting, all that. All of that is brought into it. The beekeeping that he did in later life in character stories is in there. It touches on and shows respect to lots and lots of stuff that Conan Doyle did whilst being a modern American drama that was pretty damn popular in America. It worked. They developed it beautifully. Um, It's got some fantastic supporting cast in it as well. Like uh, Reese Ifans plays Sherlock's brother. Oh. Oh, snap. Yeah. Brilliant performance. Um, Trying to think... The guy who plays his dad, the name his name always escapes me, but he's fantastic. John Noble. Oh, um, oh John Noble. Okay. You'd oh, know him from Lord of the oh, Rings. It's probably right. Denethor from Lord of the Rings is probably your best reference point for that. Or Walter Pearson for Fringe fans. Oh, he's fantastic. Yes, Fr- and also Fringe. Legend. Yes. That's so he play- he plays Sherlock's dad, who in the original books you never see, but is basically a an evil bastard. <laughs> is the short long and the short <laughs> the character. And Holmes hate uh, Sherlock Holmes hates him. D- 
doesn't want anything to do with him, but he comes into the story and they play with that. So they touch on characters that were never touched on in the books. They touch on characters like Mycroft who do appear on the books, but they do more with him. Also, the fact that uh, Watson is female gives you a whole new scope. Um, yeah. It's just... <clears throat> it's just... It's a very... I think I said this to Dan earlier today. It respects where it came from without being restrained from where it came from. And it's different enough from the BBC Sherlock for me to sit and watch both of them and respect that Benedict Cumberbatch and John Lee Miller are playing the same character but they have taken completely different aspects and doing really different things with them that just work. I just had something in. It's nice to see them Oops. try something different because there have been so many variants of Sherlock now. There's so many. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm kind of bored with it. And I've always heard Elementary is the <laughs> one that is standing next to Sherlock. That's the one that's worth yeah. it. Now, I've, I also, the Robert, Home, the Robert Downey Jr. Hollywood films are also good as well. But I do feel with Will Farrell trying to do a funny Sherlock oh, movie. Oh, God, that was a lot of rubbish. Don't let, <laughs> let's just, that but, dumpster fire can stay where it belongs. He's been on a downward spell. That is the point for this. But I'm a bit sick of seeing Sherlock remakes now. You know? Mm. I mean, I think they're, do, they're doing another Robert Downey Jr. film, but that's been fairly respectful as well. It's more action compared to Elementary yeah. and Sherlock, which means it's different again. It's yeah, twisted. but I mean, that's the thing. Well, no, elementary, he gets into quite a few fights. So, <laughs> and well, it's it, um, yeah. dealing with stuff like single stick, which is something that it's... does get referenced in the books, but virtually no one still does single stick fighting in this in the world now. But he does because yeah. it's a good technique to have, and things like that. It's just yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it because I absolutely love it. You can probably tell from the way I'm talking about it. And it's it's got a lot of episodes. I mean, it's seven series long. Most of them, the first, I think, the first five were twenty four episodes long. So, and they're hour long episodes. So it's they've gone past their source material very quickly in terms of there's a lot there. But yeah. you've got a mass, you've got a fantastic supporting cast. Um, I'm trying to think of the but, name of the guy. God. Aiden Quinn plays uh, like the captain of the police force. Yeah. Uh, point of reference for Aiden Quinn would be: Have you ever seen the film Stakeout? Yes. He's the guy who escaped. He's the boyfriend who escapes from prison. Okay. And has the money in the sofa. <laughs> so yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. He just plays it beautifully. You've got uh, Natalie Dormer appears. Ah, she's in everything as well. Yeah, and that play actually they use her to play with two different characters that are kind of iconic from the original stories, but it, it works. I'm not I'm not going to give you a spoiler attack because it's really worth the watch. Like but I did it, earlier. Yeah. It worked. No, no, these things happen. You, like you say, Xena Warrior Princess was on 20 years ago. Yeah. You, it's reasonable to expect that people know how it ended, but um, yeah, they don't. They do something different with what they do with her, but it works. Especially if you know the characters that are being referenced, it works very nicely. And yeah, it's... There are there are some episodes that lag a bit, but as a general rule, the show works really well. It's also got um, the guy, Troy and Dan will know this, the guy who played Lafayette in True Blood. Oh, snap. Was in, was in oh, season... 
was in season five as Shinwell Johnson, like an underground shifty guy who Sherlock Hughes used to be a police, used to be a criminal, is now kind of helping the good guys yeah. character. So he's in he's in a whole series as well, and he, he's fantastic in it. <clears throat> Nelson Ellis, isn't it? Yeah, and, um, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's lo- every series has an underlying kind of story running through, but it works so so well. It's got so many good actors in it. Um, yeah, I can't be. I like I like Lucy Liu. I think she's a good actress. Johnny Lee Miller is a bloody brilliant actor. And yeah, they work as a partnership. They work really nicely. Um, I feel Lucy Liu gets knocked a bit a lot, and she's underrated. <laughs> and I think that's because Charlie's Angels. Now, now that's a, that's not her fault. That's just a bad script. Not even yeah, Bill Murray. No, no, I, 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 I I rate Lucy Liu. I've rated Lucy Liu for many years. Um, good. Martial Law. Uh, she was in Martial Law. She was also in um, Rush Hour as well. She's very good. She even she even directs a couple of episodes of Sherlock of uh, Elementary. Oh, lovely! She actually, she actually started doing her first directorial work on Elementary as well. So she's good. She's really good. And um, and yeah, you're right. She gets a hard time. But Johnny Lee Miller, for me, is an absolute genius of an actor. I've loved him in pretty much everything he's ever done, and this what? is no exception. Right. I would love him to get a Marvel appearance just so we can <laughs> if then done Iron Man dead. So you can have a scene where they'll go, good job, Sherlock, and all three of them just turn to the camera with a, like, Doctor Strange <laughs> Iron Man. Thank you. Now, that would that would be quite cool, but... Because um, Jude Law yeah, I... is now... Jude Law, so you're looking at the Watsons, the other two have come in. Just get Lucy Liu in there, have all six of them. Good job, Watson and Holmes. And the six superheroes just turn to the camera and go, thank you. Just do it. Just give me that. <laughs> It'd be stupid, but it make no sense. <laughs> Uh, oh my no, fair enough. Now that now that Ben has finished his fan writing, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. It, like I say, it ran for seven series. It's top notch. Go and watch it. That's all I can possibly say is you will not regret going to. You will not if you like Sherlock or the majority of Sherlock. You will not regret watching Elementary. I don't think. Mm. And that's me. Go on in, Tom. Go on in. So, uh, just before we come to the portion of the show where our guests are going to speak, I would like to take the opportunity to say if you are enjoying listening to our show and you haven't yet subscribed in some kind of way, please do so. If you do enjoy our show, please tell people about us. And if you don't enjoy our show, there will be an email at the end that you can just send in hate directly at us. Not at our guests, just, just at us. <laughs> lovely. Uh, throwing them under the bus there. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. lovely. <laughs> so, oh, Sammy, do you want to go up first? Um, okay, we have 10 minutes to speak, right? Yeah. Mm, okay, so we can speak about any topic. Whatever Anything you want. TV series related. <clears throat> Could be um, even a YouTube series. That's allowed as well, because that's technically a TV show. YouTube series? Yeah, if you wanted. Because that's technically um, television now, apparently. So we're going to have that. 
Yeah, um, so who goes first? Is it me or... So I mean, you're, 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 it's up to you guys. you're talking. Seems you're talking, Tara. Tara you may as well go for Sammy. it. Uh, okay, okay, right. So, uh, for me, I think recently I've been watching a lot of like Asian shows, like in for especially like Korean drama. I'm I'm not too sure if you guys actually follow any or watch any. No, but bring it forward. That's alright. I'm always willing to listen. Mm, okay, yeah, because uh, frankly, right, for Netflix in Singapore, um, Korean drama has been, I don't know, it's just been really popular recently, so, and I've been trolling my male colleagues a lot as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, um, oh my god, I'm, I'm trying to think what am I going to talk about, like... Is anything just a synopsis, then you start talking about the rest afterwards, break it down. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, right. So, um, recently, oh yeah, maybe I'll just talk about this, like, one really interesting show that, um, I'm not sure who, so there's this show actually called The World of the Married, it's on Netflix, I'm not sure if they have it in the UK, so basically, it's about, uh, this guy cheating on his wife, and, um, you know, it seems like at first they have a happy marriage, and then he cheats on her with a girl who's, like, 24 or something, How and... old? They sound quite old. Are they an older couple? Thirties? Um, I believe they're in their forties because they have a thirteen-year-old son. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, he actually like cheats on his wife with a twenty-four-year-old girl, which is kind of disgusting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, like even their friends and their circle actually help him to like cheat on his wife. So. And then after they get a divorce, right? So then it actually goes pretty messy. Like, uh, so he and the new wife, because the new wife has a baby. So then they disappear uh, in two years time. They return. And um, <clears throat> so it's like a really typical, I can say it's like a soap opera. So in the end, um, apparently both his wives leave him and he tries to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He tries to jump in front of a, what's that? Yeah, it was a truck, I think, because his first wife and son won't take him back. So, but you know, the truck stops in time. He doesn't die. So he gets a happy ending. But still, um, actually, yeah, quite intense. So I kind of, you know, I kind of like recommend this show to anyone who wants a good drama. <laughs> okay. So what made you finish that show? What made you want to continue yeah. with it? Is it the story or the actors or like the storyline or? Um, I think it was the storyline because uh, I just wanted to know what happens in the end. It was gripping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I just want to know, like, you know, what happened in the end. And um, besides that, right? I think I've been watching a lot of Halloween movies lately. Have you have you watched the babysitter? What was that? The killer babysitter on Netflix? I will let this go because it's technically Netflix. It's a movie. It's a movie, but we'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Yeah, technically. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen both of them. I've seen both. One and right, right. I mean, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. I, I don't know why, not really series. So, uh, okay, how about Pet Cemetery? Oh, oh yeah. no, 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 no. That's too far. That's too far. That the babysitter one, I will allow. <laughs> okay, right. I can't think of any stories. Okay, so if I, I've but got a question for you, Tara. Yeah, sure, okay. sure. If you were trying to 
give a recommendation to someone mm. who has never seen any kind of Korean TV, any kind of mm. Korean drama or comedy yeah. or anything that's gone on, right? Okay. What is the ideal gateway series mm. into that genre of television? Um, usually, I think it depends on what you like, actually. Like, you know, do you like romance? Do you like horror? I think the first one, of the first drama that I actually recommend would be the the World of the Married, and um, then there's another one called Itaewon Class as well. It's about a a bunch of people opening a restaurant, and um, there's another interesting one that I watched lately. It's called Strangers from Hell. It's about a guy from the village or countryside who who comes to Seoul. And he moves into a very like dodgy kind of building and apartment, and there's a lot of weird people inside there. And apparently, those weird people in the building like they practice cannibalism on the previous tenants. Oh snap! I'll watch that. Korean yeah. TV is very different. To I will UK. watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called Strangers from Hell, and I think it's actually quite good. I'm writing that down right now. Strangers. We from... have neighbors from hell, but that no, that's a reality show. That ain't nothing oh, that I just said. Yeah. Oh. I'm watching that tonight. Strangers from hell. So, from oh. my limited knowledge of Korean drama, they seem to be a bit more extreme than Japan. They seem to really go for it. Nothing's too taboo for Korea. From go the media, as they, in what no, they will get up. They will just go for it. Swear no, do anything. Like, yeah, they go for the throat. Yeah, they boundaries. really they... push the boundary. Yeah, they don't care so much. They're really quite. They're really brave country in terms That's of brutal. TV. Yeah. Well, culturally, they are a bit more straightforward and direct compared to Japan. But they don't show it on their TV, yo. <laughs> 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 not, com- not conservative at all. They will show stuff. They will. I've seen some stuff on Korean TV, and I'm like impressed. They've got so, yeah. more um, more mature approach. Yeah, uh, productions I'm... are pretty yeah good. Pretty good, I can say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and if you like action, I think you should try Ragabon as well. It's quite good. What's it called? Oh, Ragabon. Vagabond, V A G A B O N D. Oh, Vagabond. Oh, Vagabond. Oh. Yeah, Vagabond. It's straight up action, like action pack. Cool. Ah, Vagabond. Wait, I've not seen this somewhere. Wait, I've seen this popping somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's popping up. It's a Korean drama. Yeah, Vagabond. Is it? Is it Netflix original? Is it really good? Uh, it- yeah. Yep. Oh, and there's another one as well. It's more on mental health thing. Um, it's okay not to be okay. That one is really I quite like this. Really interesting. Yeah. Yo, I've been it's on my list of Netflix. I want yeah. to okay. Yeah. yeah, it's okay not to be okay. I, I highly recommend that as well. Okay. I know what's happening next week. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm liking these picks though. I'm liking them. Okay, you're right. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. Oh, I love Tara's it. got better taste than you, Troy. I think we should put her in your spot. You got better than me, but better taste than you. Oh, well, I can oh, talk about. Here we go again. Better taste than you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, lately oh, I've been on the roll. I've been trying to improve, like in terms of my learning for Korean, because yeah. I want to troll the the male colleagues in my office by speaking Korean to them. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I even scold them in Korean, like, and because, uh, yeah, like, um, Singaporean and Japanese males, so yeah. I like scold yeah. them in Korean from time yeah. to time. I love doing that. I love doing that when, like, when we're in Japan and with, with people with my wife, like, they don't think I can speak Japanese, but I just come up with Japanese and I don't, I show them I don't need my wife to speak for me. That's always <laughs> funny when Japanese people light up. Like, oh, you speak our language. Okay, I'll be on guard. Okay, we need to be careful. <laughs> he understands us. Um, no, thank you very much, Tara. Thank you. Okay, okay um, Sammy. My, yeah. Oh. Is there any final thoughts? Here. No, I, I think I'm done actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, well, done. I like it. well done. Fine. Green drop finally on the syndrome. We are we've been educated. Tara <laughs> or something different from schoolgirls. So you done well. You done well. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We're not we're not gonna set up the same <laughs> Nice one, Troy. Like it. I had to do it, man. I had to do it, Tom. I had to do it. I've explained, Tom. I've explained why. I, I was go okay. I was going to do it, and then I thought, no, I better no. not. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, Troy doesn't think and, he um, I think we need to move on. From <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Who's next? Go on. Go on, Sammy. All right, it's Sammy. It's Sammy next. Come on, Sammy. No, I think uh -huh. somebody needs to explain what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's a long story. Trust me, it's a long story. Yeah. I don't know. I am not a pedophile. That's all you need to know. Right, anyway. <laughs> Troy, can you please just take that as a little snippet phrase that we can. Oh, I will. <laughs> okay, whose turn is it? It is. It's still Sammy's turn. Sorry, Sammy, we are getting in your way. I do apologize. All right, everyone, shut up and let my sister talk. Go on, go on. So, the weather. <laughs> I love how awkward Tara and Sammy's just like, what's going on? Okay. Oh. <laughs> but no, um, no, talk about something that I like. Uh, yeah. The, the, yes, uh, uh, yeah, any serious the, the, the one show that I like is uh, that one show that I like. Um... Oh, yeah, I don't know. Is that with the guy from Blue Peter? Yeah, the one no, show. It's, it's, it's yeah, the one with the shows. things from that um, <laughs> that other stuff that happened. Okay. Lovely. No, uh, my hero academia. That 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 I probably do. I could sure. talk about that one. Oh, my hero. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm listening. I'm listening. All right. I, I like my hero. I am um, basically right. I think it's neat. Okay, so um, what separates it from other shonen uh, like Naruto or One Piece? What what makes it so different? What makes it stand out? Because it's got a big fan base. It's very yeah, popular. It's so uh, what what, what makes you enjoy the show? It's it's like the, the way it handles like its characters and the way it uh, develops its plot is, is is well, it's not new, unique, but it's just really 
well done, I'd say. Like, hmm. even the secondary characters, the, the the ones that, you know, you wouldn't think they would put too much effort into, they have enough kind of work put into them that they can just easily be developed. Yeah. Like, what's, what's his name? Todd, Todoroki. He, he barely spoke in the first, uh, <laughs> you know. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a main character now. Way. Yeah. I, they do that with, like, a lot of them. Like, even the sort of the, the comedy character, the Mineta, uh, is, like, instead of just being the runt with the weird power who's also a pervert and an incorrigible optimist with it, like, he does get a lot of... He, he's he's still that, but he gets a lot of internal character development, and you see his other sort of more secret ambitions that are a lot more honourable, and all that sort of stuff. And going past his limits, and you wouldn't usually get that with secondary characters. So, what is no. the show about? For the people that don't know, Sammy. What's well, it's basically about? like Sky High, but anime. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're selling it to me so far. You're selling it to me so far. Main character, Sammy. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the small dog kid. Uh, what's his name? Deku. Uh, Izuku Midoriya. Yeah. Yes. I like him. In a world where most people have superpowers, is born without them, yes. but has a dream to become... The best superhero of all. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, that's the thing. From from the very first episode, you're told that it's the story of how he becomes the greatest hero. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the entire thing, with a lot of animes, right, you often see that they don't have a power cap. Like, you look at Dragon Ball, they just always keep getting stronger. No matter what, yeah. My Hero Academia. It's got a, a very first episode. It grounds what the power level is at All Might, and you don't get anybody that's really stronger than him. Yeah, like you get people big around. Big. That's you the get level people on the levels. Hmm. Yeah, it, 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 this entire world feels realistic because it's so kind of grounded at that level. From episode one, it's yeah, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. And uh, since we've mentioned him, who is All Might? A uh, big, strong hero, dude. He's number one hero. Number one, hero. sort of the Superman of this world. Yeah, Mister All Might. With his catchphrase, do not worry, I am here. <laughs> plus ultra. Yes. Yes, plus ultra. Mm. All might is the man. So give us um, some of the rest of the cast then. Give us a bit of them. Well, obviously the best girl is, is Sue Yu. Oh yeah. Who? Frog girl. She's like the Spider Man of the world, but she's a frog. 
I know, but I'm asking, like, hey guys. I don't. Yes, she Calm is. Down. Frog girl. Frog girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she's she, amazing. She is she's the best. Amazing. Then, yeah. as mentioned earlier, we've got weird purple grape pervert thing. <laughs> He's one of my favourites. Sticky head. <laughs> uh, the main antagonist. Yeah, for multiple the reasons. Guy with the red hair. I'm looking yeah. at a cast photo right now. There's a guy with red hair, looks like a prick. Is that him? Kaminari. No, he's he's a right lad. He is. Okay, that's he's G, and he gets some massive character development in one of the later seasons. Okay, and. Red- White and red hair, yeah. Okay. White and red hair, that is... Uh, uh, fuck, I don't know his name. Uh, uh, half hot, half cold. He, he can make ice and fire. There's a baby um, thing with a cape and yellow gloves that he's got. With a, looks like a diaper. That's not yeah, a diaper. That, that's, that's the little shit that nobody likes. The, the, the purple grape perv. But at least he's not the main character, which is my problem with Naruto. That's the main thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the rules above that. <laughs> so but no, the the main antagonist is spiky blonde. They're superheroes. They're superheroes, basically. Is it like a Japanese take on superheroes or something? Yeah, I'd say so. It's, it's a world where everybody kind of has what they call, or most people have what they call quirks, which are basically just superpowers. And, you know, civilians have them along with, you know, people who we are focusing on, which are training to become actual heroes. Because mm-hmm. legal reasons. No, I just like this video from remembering the, the theme tune. The theme tune is amazing of this oh, show as well. Oh, also, the main character, uh, Midoriya, you find this out fairly early, so we're not exactly spoiling anything. No. He inherits a power rather than gets born with it. And this isn't really something that a lot of people know about. And the power that he inherits, his body is not trained to handle. So initially, the use of his amazing power that he's gotten from the world's best superhero all might is actually something which causes him damage and throughout the seasons there is this management of power issue it's it's, it's kind of like if his bones were like spaghetti him using his power is what boiling spaghetti does yeah basically (laughs) Get the arms. <laughs> yes. Basically, bones just start cracking, start breaking if he uses too much percentage of his power. Basically. Mm-hmm. So, like power. early on, he's trying to use like five percent of his total power. Yeah. I think it's up to like seventeen percent. Seventeen percent. Is that seventeen percent now? Is it? I don't know. It's I remember that. Now. I know it's gone up in the most recent season. Yeah. 
and season five has just been announced, so I am fucking hyped for that. Oh, that's gonna be lovely. Good. That must be good, then. I've seen some Netflix, I'm gonna start watching it. Thank you for your recommendation. Oh, dude. do do it's very good. Thank you, Sammy. Appreciate uh, it. You in one pick, you've Adam. already proven better than Troy. Thank you so much. Wow. I'm never going to touch that. I'm never going to touch that. No, actually, I'm joking. I'm joking. I feel like sometimes Tom and Dan are the parents have to keep us apart. In that case, you're fucked. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Only got favorite. <laughs> right. So the only question is. Thank you very much, Sammy and Tara, for your picks. Go on, Sammy and Tara. Go on, then. Yeah, good work. Right. Yeah, really good. Thank you very much That's for coming and joining us. Um, so, Troy. Well, you're still, still here for the rest of it, but feel free to keep hey. continuing. Enjoy. Um, and <laughs> tell us what you think. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. You're getting into it now. Oh. Sammy's getting into it now, I think. Go on, Sammy. Come on, sorry, son. Yeah, let's, uh, let's keep the ball rolling, Troy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so as I said before, or Ben said earlier on, kind of ties into my pick. So I was gonna pick this anyway, oh. but. Oh yeah. Blood of Shadow. Go on, Shadowing. Blood of Zeus. Oh, that one. Oh, Tara. There we go. I like that reaction. I've I've watched it yet. I just saw it. Like it's. Okay, I'm not going to spoil too much. I'm not going to spoil too much for you though. I'm not. I'm going to. Can you repeat that? Blood blood of Zeus. Blood of Zeus. Okay. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yes. Oh. Okay. I've been keeping my eye on this one. Take it away. So. Adult animated series on Netflix, as these guys are saying before. Um, created by Charlie and Vlas. What's that last name? Palan Panides. So basically, they're the ones who created the Castlevania series as well on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Um, produced by a powerhouse animation studio. So they're kind of like an up and coming studio. They've done little things here and there, but nothing as big as mm-hmm. um, this and um, Castlevania. <clears throat> Two big um, properties. Um, but it came mm-hmm. out October 27th, 2020. And the Greek mythology, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> by the title Zeus in there. <laughs> so, yeah. So this kind of ties into the the basically Greek mythology, the Greek pantheon realm, and literally the, the one two stars. It's an eight episode season, by the way. So it's not too long, so you can go in there and binge it if you want. And the Netflix is all about binging. Um. So we've got um, a character made just for the show called Heron, played by Derek Phillips. He's kind of like a, a games voiceover guy, mostly Battlefield, Call of Duty. So you might have heard his name before if you played a lot of games, shooting games, something like that. Um, and you've got James, Jason O'Mara plays Zeus. You might know that name, Jason O'Mara, because he played... Um... Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Especially <laughs> anyway in the watches of Life on Mars knows who he is. Yes. <laughs> oh. so, yeah, so he's like one of the main characters in this show. Why... See, everyone heard Ben's side there because he's literally the main guy in the American version of Life on Mars. Yeah. Oh god, him. Sam, yes, yes. So, but he's a good actor. Don't get interested. He's a good actor. Right, no, no, not criticizing him. Just criticizing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, he's in a lot of stuff. Terra Nova, which was a short-lived show. Oh my days, that was a great show. He starred that. Age of Shield. Yeah, that was a great show. Terra Nova. Yeah, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's underrated. Underrated. Yes, yeah. totally underrated. 
my little sister loved it, and she even watched the show. She loved it. But he's Zeus. Um, got Claudia Christian as Hera, the <coughs> queen of the gods. Anyone see like um, Hercules? Knows about the eyes that you see in the sky every time you see Hercules. So yeah, okay. Knows about that. <laughs> yeah. Hera. Hercules, 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 Hercules. Yeah, there you go. So get Hera in there, and you got a guy called Elias Tefexus who plays Seraphim, like um, a half demon, half human, um antagonist in the way of the show and the guy, the guy who actually plays him his voice um he actually hit me up on twitter because i literally did a reaction to the actual show at one point he was like literally goes oh man love the reaction bro so i was like yeah i gotta shout him out man gotta shout my boy like text this yeah shout him out quick shout out um and you got some other characters in there and there's another um, actor you might know as well called adam crowsdale i don't know if you guys know him english english actor um he plays apollo um anyone who sees him you know this guy's I was going to say, he's a good-looking guy, bro. He's, so I'm going to say, no homo, he's a good-looking good, good guy. So, he's, he's in the show as well. Okay. Um, and, okay, so let's get into the plot of this little show here. A little bit of it. I don't want to um, basically say too much about it because Tara's here. Because she hasn't seen it yet. Um, so, the opening of the Blood of Zeus claims that the saga of its hero, Heron, which is the major character for the show, um, is a lost, untranscribed chapter of Greek mythology, as I said before. So the info dump gives the show complete freedom to shape shift mythological material for its own action use, uh, created by Charles, as I said before. Um, but yeah, that's there you go, Charles Blatter's Immortals. Anyone seen the movie Immortals? Yes. Yes, there we go. Yes, we go. So that's what they made as well. So it kind of ties into what they've done here as well: Blood of Zeus, Immortals, Greek mythology. So they're into that stuff. Um, so as I said before, um, Castlevania. Um, Disney's Hercules, this is not, that's for sure. This is not Disney's Hercules for our, so basically 18 rated show. This is serious, guys. This is serious. Um, so let's get into this show. So basically, it's a it starts off with the gods, the Greek gods, the ones that we know now, the modern day gods, Zeus, Apollo, <clears throat> all that man. Um, so they're fighting these giants, as it were. So obviously, everyone knows about the Greek mythology of the backstory. Zeus and his um, and his crew killed the Titans, their parents. They wipe them out. Um, basically, um, Kronos goes down, hits the water, um, and then these giants appear because the blood of the Titans created these these um, these giants. Um, so then they basically get trapped in this box that um, Hephaestus has made, the builder of the gods, and they trap them in there. And then they're basically in this little container that they use throughout the show at times to kind of quell um, any other threat that basically comes to them. They can use these giants as like a a bargaining tool or plan B just in case anyone that tries to um, claim their throne. So, as you know about these gods, they like to sleep around. You know, you know how it goes. Yeah, they do. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they sleep around a lot. So, it kind of centers around Zeus. <laughs> so, they kind of sleep around a lot. So, he Zeus is like... Earlier, Hercules with his shirt, with no lack of shirt on earlier. Yeah, especially with... if you've seen Hercules, you know, you know about that already. You know about the, yeah, the gods already. You know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, have they have kids everywhere. They have kids everywhere, they're, they're all over the damn place. So, um, Heron, the main character of this show, um, he's got a mother. I almost forgot. She's played by Jessica Henwick. Everyone knows about Jessica Henwick here. Oh, there we go. Jessica Henwick. She's playing Heron's mother in the show. Dear God. <laughs> I'm not going to mention Ivy because that, that was an abomination of a show. I'm not going to mention that she was on that, but she was on it. But she was the best part of the show, by the way. Okay. Um. Yeah, she, so she, she's basically the mother of um, Heron, who's like half god, half human. He's like, he's like, he's a demigod. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's her. Demigod. Yeah, he's a demigod. 
He's um the Hercules of the show. And we follow him as his rise to power in the Greek pantheon. So basically this, this whole show is about Heron and his rise to power because he's he technically was born on the noble means because he, he had a brother. Because technically his <laughs> his mom slept with Zeus. So basically his brother's dad saw this was like why is there a second kid who's like with blue eyes what's this about why has he got blue eyes so and the dad literally just banishes him and then they get thrown out of the household you know what I'm saying of, of royalty so they kind of live in the streets they're kind of slumming it um and then their brother literally he get <laughs> he gets cast out as well so literally both of these guys are slumming it because he's the, the brother who's supposed to get royalty as well his uncle kills his dad to overthrow him then he gets cast out thrown in the ocean and Hera kind of um, takes charge of him, and he becomes like the main like villain of the sh- of the show um, throughout it as well. Because Hera takes charge of the brother, Zeus is in charge of Hera, so the the gods are in charge of the both um, uh, characters of the show. So they they've got the the kind of background stuff, just like in the old Hercules that like, the Ben was talking about before. You got Hera in the background trying to orchestrate the villainy, Zeus kind of pawns like pawns uh, of the gods. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly, pawns of the gods. So literally, that is the um. Show at this point. So, has anyone seen any like, episode of it? Anyone seen any kind of clips, glimpses of it? No, no, it sounds brilliant. I'd never heard of it before. It's very I'm prominent, trying. and yes, it's it's very prominent on Netflix's um, U Hub because, like, it's obviously they're very proud of it. It seems to be. I have a theory that Netflix puts stuff of prominence that they want you to watch very at the front, yeah. and I've seen it. It's there. They're making a big deal of it. So I definitely check this out now. I definitely check it out. The show is amazing. Literally, literally, my whole family, literally, my little sister was like, yo, the effects, the the power usage is like, oh my days. And they actually show the other gods actually doing something this time. You don't actually just see Hera and Zeus doing everything like in other shows. The other gods are out there putting in work. Yeah. We're just drinking what? Touching exactly, yeah. Chicken wine, like, oh, yes, come on. Oh, bring the other food here. All that kind of garbage. No, they put in work. Let's be touch a booby. Thank you. Bro, yeah, bro, exactly. They put in work. They put in work. And you got Hermes running like the flash. Like, no, he's, he's actually, <laughs> exactly. He's the fl- he actually does flash stuff in this in this movie in the show. Yo, it's amazing. There's no such thing as a pill, woman. You will have 15 of my godchildren. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of Greek mythology and Ooh, shows yes. that screw around with Greek mythology annoy the living crap out of me. It, it, does, it, does, it does kind of take me a bit. It does a little bit. <laughs> Will this show annoy me? If I'm um, the only thing you probably get annoyed by is um probably the the, the giants aspect of the show. What? Yeah, the giant, the giant giants do appear through the Titanic and all that kind of stuff. I don't so know, but it's how, it's how it was done. If you, if you know the history of it, it's how it was done. That's, that's I mean, like shows like Hercules, I stopped watching because there were so many inaccuracies with mythology that I just went, fuck this shit, I'm going home. <laughs> no, even though I was fuck watching this shit, I'm out. It was <laughs> not as bad as some other stuff, sure. but. No, no. So would you would you recommend me watching it knowing that I will come back and kick your ass if <laughs> I find it? <laughs> No, you know what I'd say? I'd say, you know what, yeah, go watch the show. You'd be like, oh my days, what's Troy talking about? At the same time, you're like, it was amazing. (laughs) I I will take, if you recommend it and say that it will be good, I will take that on board and I will try it. 
Pro, live on pay-per-view March 16th, Troy versus Let's do it. Tom. I'm ready. I'm ready, Tom. Let's go. I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> Tom, like everyone. Um, no, Troy, I have to give you some respect. When we first started this podcast, there were some questionable choices, but you've improved a lot. I don't <laughs> know what you said. When Dan came <laughs> along, you seemed to still game that, up. Is that praise from Ben yes. for Troy? Oh, praise. When we brought Dan in, the joke was he's your replacement. You've stepped it up. You've earned your spot, Troy. I give you a lot of respect. Oh, my, spot. my spot has always been there. What are you talking about? <laughs> How dare you? Okay. You've been graduated to junior television night rank three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> My gosh. But yes, but all the seriousness, show, this show is amazing. Anyone in the apology, watch it. You watch the heck out of it. Trust me, you'd enjoy it. Animation doesn't matter. It's hey, much as good as any live action out there. Trust me. I trust this. Excellent. That's interesting. Dan, take us home. All right. Um, well, thank you, Troy. After all of that darkness, after all of it, it's uh, time for us to try and find some kind of sunny day. You know what I mean? Let's do it. Chase all those uh, clouds away. (laughs) Find my way to where the air is clean. You're really going to go with Sesame Street? Yes, I'm really gonna fucking talk about what? Sesame Street. Oh, my God. Oh, my Right. So. There are, some, there are some television shows which are instant classics. There are some television shows which gain through cult status, through being weird and quirky and original. There are some television shows which attain a level of going kind of beyond this and becoming absolute timeless you will never get you won't get much better than this one that i'm going to suggest would be the simpsons for example and most of these manage to get there via just a pure entertainment sphere but sesame street was created with a completely different goal in mind i have a question for you who's your favorite character i have to ask this question it's very, very tough for me to choose. Oh I absolutely oh. adore Big Bird, the Count, and the Grouch. Uh, Elmo's too cute. I don't think he's cute. I think he's, I think he's a psychopath murderer. Big Bird, obviously, because of my height, I can relate to him. Um, I like yeah, Bert and Ernie, the gay couple. They are a gay couple. I don't care. They were way ahead of the time back in the eighties, the seventies, the sixties. Bert and Ernie are definitely a gay couple, which is very progressive. And Grouch at least is just at least they're heteroflexible. Yeah. And Oscar the Grouch is basically how I feel about humanity during this year with the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I want to get back on track, right? Sesame Street was something that had a completely different viewpoint, a completely different goal. It wasn't there to be a successful television show. It was there to be a world-changing television show. And it has been. Um, It premiered on November 10th, 1969. Hmm. And believe it or not, there was actually uh, some controversy whenever they started 
airing. Wow. Although they also got a lot of critical acclaim. What was the what was the controversy? Yeah. The controversy was that they seemed to be dumbing things down. And that doing things through the use of these characters and through this sort of television like styling and like the cinematography and the scene creation and through all of this it was seen as being like this isn't learning. This is play. You're making a mockery of it. Mm. Okay. But yeah, so it comes in in 1969. It is still going strong um, and stronger and stronger all the time because it is now not just a television show. It's a full brand. Um, there are international versions all over the place, uh, different language versions all over the place. They are. <laughs> uh, as um views and values become you know more evolved it's become more evolved but it's always been very sensitive to being inclusive as much as you are allowed to be and still be on a television show yeah um it was created by joe and gans cooney and lloyd morissette uh collaborating with Jim Henson, who I've talked about before whenever I spoke about The Muppet Show. Legends. Um, yes. Absolute legends, all of them. Um, it was originally known as the Children's Television Workshop that produced it, but then because the flagship show was Sesame Street, it changed name to Sesame Workshop in 2000. Yeah. Um, it's basically a commercial television uh, elements and techniques in order to uh, try and develop numeracy, literacy, and social skills along with other learning elements for anyone on, as long as you have access to free TV in whichever country you're in, you have access to this show and you have access to a learning platform in your early years of development. And it was fantastically successful. Um, yeah, they were basically building around the single breakthrough insight, which was that if you can hold the attention of the children, you can educate them. And that's like an actual quote from their first, like, um, like pitch but make so, it fun no, yeah so fun. you don't yeah. use television as a commercial tool you use the commercial aspects of television to make it an educational tool capturing focusing and sustaining a child's attention on the information which is being given and keeping that information to what's definitely going to be needed knowing your numbers knowing your letters yeah. knowing things like pleases and thank yous knowing things like being grateful for things and not just taking them for granted, how to interact with various different people in various different walks of life, accepting people for who they are. Um, it's like, like a safe educational space. Mm. And it was fun. 
and it was engaging. And I was one of the children that was watching this in my early formative years, and it was fantastic. Definitely, same here. And still to this day, I can remember every single last bit of the animation that they chose for the pinball machine that showed the number 12. That uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I mean, like, straight off. That's how successful it was. I haven't seen that in, what, 30 years? Uh, it was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And it wasn't just like the use of animation or the use of short pieces that kept attention. Yeah. It was the characters as well. And this is where Jim Henson comes in. Jim Henson created these wonderful puppets for it that were like the Muppets, but had very specific character goals that helped with education and different viewpoints. Like they didn't just randomly pick some characters when they picked Big Bird and Snuffleupagus and the Grouch and Elmo. They wanted to reflect things like the six hats of learning from educational theory, where everyone has some sort of combination of a lot of different learning styles, whether that's a visual reading learning style or a visual watching learning style or a doing with repetition learning style or a listening only kind of learning style. And they were trying to make everything as inclusive and as accessible as possible. And that's what I wanted to give out. Now I want to bring something back in from you guys. What are your memories about Sesame Street? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. No, no, you're missing. Ah, 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 ah. One apple. I am count. I love to count. Ah, two apples. Ah, oh my God! Oh, Ben, 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 Ben. I just lost it. I remember Big Bird. Yeah, Big Bird the man. And was there a purple Dracula? Yeah. That's Count, the Count. Yes. <laughs> right. And the there Count was von Count. Three hours. Like, there was a dustbin dude, right? Cookie Monster. Oscar Grouch. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch. And there was a monobrow guy. <laughs> that's also Oscar the Grouch. No, wait, oh. hang on. That's Bert. Bert's the monobrow guy. Bert, Bert, no, yes, the monobrow guy. Yeah. And his friend. Yeah. What about hey. Tom? What okay. do you remember? Me, um, I suppose Big Big Bird, the Count, and Oscar the Grouch are the ones that always will stick in my mind. But I mean, I, I remember watching this. It used to be on at like six thirty in the morning yeah. on mm. Channel Four. And his theme tune is like earworm. The theme tune is amazing. Yeah, I I used to get up at like 6am every day for years for no particular reason. So I used to watch Sesame Street before the rest of my family got up, basically. Um, So yeah, I remember that. Unfortunately for me, um, have you ever come across the musical Avenue Q? Yes. (laughs) 
that ruins Sesame Street for me because it's basically the adult version of Sesame Street. Oh my <laughs> so god! I can't look at any of those characters without imagining the Avenue Q oh, version geez. of them. Oh. You got... <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> it's sorry, so good. I've just, just remembered the main song that came off of Avenue Q. <laughs> Yes, the oh, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> There's a song done by a character called Trekkie Monster, who is basically a red version of the Cookie Monster, called <laughs> The Internet is for Porn. Oh, yeah. yes, I know what the... yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, much as I do love Sesame Street, it kind of died for me. <laughs> have you seen the um, Melissa McCarthy one, the, um, the noir film with the Muppets? That's also kind of ruined... Fraggle Rock, the Muppets, <laughs> Sesame Street. Because obviously, there's that. It's, it got it got moved, but it's a really weird thing to see Henson puppets doing sex acts. There's yeah, that that's, number... basically, that's what Avenue Q does as well. It's yeah. yeah. It's basically Including done... a song called "You Can Be As Loud As The Hell You Want." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh dear. It's done. <sighs> Sorry, Dan. Right. I'm completely destroying. No, the, no, no, the no, 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 no. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I love this. Is, does anyone else have like? Particular memories from it from Sesame Street at all from watching it. Was the Murray, before Murray was Murray. That's how I remember actually. The purple dragon car, the monobrow, cookie, dustbin dude, and Big Bird. Yeah. Uh, no, there was a prick because he always ate every all the cookies. A cookie monster. Uh, I'm sure you can remember. I used to have a cookie monster t shirt that I used to walk around in all the time. <laughs> yes, oh, I, I do believe you did, except I. If I'm remembering it correctly, he wasn't inhaling cookies on that T-shirt. Freck. Was he not? No, I think I think uh, <laughs> it, it, he. I think that one might have been, uh, unless I'm misremembering, and this is something I saw elsewhere. It might have been that he was actually uh, snorting a line. Yeah, it's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's the kind of t-shirt Tom wears. Fuck you. That's the kind of t-shirt I, I wear too. Currently wearing a t-shirt of two pandas hitting each other with chairs with WWF written underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen videos? I'm thinking of Sesame Street memories. I have seen YouTube videos where someone uses an Elmo soundboard to try and chat women up on a chat line. It's hysterical. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know the um the tickle me Elmo. Yes. Yeah. There's there's a YouTube channel uh, by a guy called Michael Reeves, and he's just basically this insane inventor. And instead of it being a tickle me Elmo, there is one thing that he does where he actually creates a uh, trigger me Elmo, which is a race detecting Elmo. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's been some shit that's happened based off of the fact that people have grown up with Sesame Street and it's been something that's happened and been so big. But also, this speaks to how much of an amazing, like, just a show, a concept, it's an idea, decide, like a vocation. A... Yeah. It's been part of the zeitgeist for, what, 50 years now or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to finish off because we do have to finish okay, with right. my favourite memory from it, which sure. is the Rubber Ducky song. Oh, 
Okay. Does I anyone remember this? It's, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the time. It's Ernie's, Ernie's favourite thing is his rubber ducky. Yeah. And this is this uh, a common theme, but the thing which actually taps it off is this one sort of song that he does. And it's Ernie in a bath with his rubber ducky and like bubbles in the bath. And it's rubber ducky, you're the one. You make my bath time so much fun. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. I absolutely adore it. And I, what it's... is the duck? That's what I want to know. They're having some... Dan, uh... I want you to record the rubber ducky song. <laughs> Next time you're in the studio, the Rubber Ducky song has got to be added to your playlist. (laughs) Time is oh my god. (laughs) Why is yeah? No, I'm sorry. No promise. Rubber (laughs) Rubber Ducky, Rubber Ducky. I'm watching it now and mute. (laughs) It's cut. But I can see the lyrics, and yeah, like Dan said, it's very nostalgic. So, yeah, that's that was my pick for tonight. Um, and that's good us pretty much done. So, okay. a couple of things to do before we finish. One is to, once again, thank you, Tara. Thank you, Sammy, very much for turning up and being guests tonight. Yeah. Thanks for more than three uh, hours' notice. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, I was notice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, do you want to do the honours of the email? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Square Eyes Syndrome twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Please do drop us a line. Yeah, we don't buy. Then... Send all the dick pics. Ew. Oh, okay. oh my gosh! Oh no! <laughs> Sorry, I'm, the, I'm the admin well. for that email, so please don't send it. <laughs> send it to Tom, guys. Send it to Tom. <laughs> please do. Tom hasn't got enough dick pics, apparently. Um, <laughs> Sammy, you're fitting very well around here, and I think Tara, you guys are welcome back anytime. You never know. Sure. You can turn up anytime. Okay. Yeah, right. That's how we had a guest. He stayed permanently, so you never know. Um, so well thank you very much as always for listening to us we will see you guys next week so it's goodbye for me goodbye for me goodbye for me yeah goodbye for me too goodbye for me goodbye. I shall stay here as an eternal presence <laughs> okay <laughs> 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 alright have a okay. good evening